0: You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. of the 50s, reuse it for a 1930s space hero revived for the late 70s, and now drop it into the lap of a rookie director who, aside from his student film, has never set foot on a live film set before and put together what might be the unlikeliest cast of guest stars ever to grace an episode of primetime sci-fi, it could only be Space Rockers, a late-season episode of the first year of Buck Rogers in the 25th century, which premiered today in 1980. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 21st. Space Rockers is, by just about any measure, kind of a silly episode of a series already renowned for being regarded as disco-era stuff. The episode involves Buck and Tweaky investigating why teenagers across the galaxy are flying into a violent rage every time a 25th-century rock group called Andromeda broadcasts live concerts from a space station called Music World. But Andromeda has no idea why it's going on. It turns out to be the doing of their manager, Lars Mangroves, trying to provoke enough unlawful disorder to emerge as the only man who can stop the unrest in a scheme to put himself in charge of, well, everything. The throwback to the 50s trope of that loud rock music leading all the kids astray these days becomes even funnier when you consider that Lars Mangroves is played by guest star Jerry Orbach. Yes. Jerry Orbach of Law and Order fame, while his sinister henchman is Richard Mall, years before he became a household name as soft-hearted bailiff Bull on Night Court. Hamming it up with her fellow guest stars is 70s TV fixture Judy Landers. How could an episode like this even come together? There's an even unlikelier story behind that in just a moment. Space Rockers was merely episodes away from the end of Buck Rogers' first season on NBC, and it also marked the end of the road for the show's supervising producer, Bruce Lansbury. He wasn't crazy about the show's stories or its stars, and by many accounts, the feeling was mutual. So his last act on the way out the door, literally on the day he was cleaning out his office, was to hire rookie director Guy Magar to helm this episode. Magar was fresh out of film school at the time with a $500 student film he was showing off in an effort to land his first professional gig. Lansbury handed him the keys to Space Rockers and proceeded to leave the Universal Studios lot. By his own admission, Magar had never spent a day on a live film set before, so to put it lightly, there was a learning curve. Also, this was late in the show's first season. Money was running short, so many of the sets in the episode are unspectacular. Very standard rooms to say the least. The script had already been subjected to a ream of network notes, mostly involving working Tweaky and Dr. Theopolis into Buck's off-world adventures more often, which is why Aaron Gray, as Colonel Wilma Deering, is reduced to being seen only on screens as part of Buck's video calls to Dr. Hewer's office on Earth. So what's memorable about the Space Rockers episode of Buck Rogers in the 25th century? It might be down to the actual music, which of course was not played by Andromeda, but by the series' in-house composer, Johnny Harris. Harris decided that the sound of Andromeda was the sound of a solo record he had already composed and produced, released under his own name with the title Odyssey. For a piece of 25th century space rock, it actually does sound like a respectable slice of late 70s synth disco and to provide suitable and memorable inspiration for the kids of the future to either dance with light ropes or go absolutely berserk and steal Buck Starfighter. In the end, Space Rockers is a case study in how to still turn out an episode of something when the show, behind the scenes, is not firing on all gears. The cast was skeptical of their very green director and the very worked-over script. The crew was running on fumes as far as resources needed to keep building futuristic sets. And yet, somehow, the result was still memorable enough for us to be talking about it today. Andromeda lives! This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 21st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.